is up, everybody? We're back. Freaking episode three. Already coming at you. Can you freaking believe it, Reed, dude? We're just busting these bad boys out. We're trying to get you guys as much content as we possibly can on So You Want to Be an Overlander podcast. Woo! Let's get it. Let's get it. All right, my Reed, my friend, we've been freaking recording pods all day today. Time to freaking crack into the old Red Bull here. I can cheers to that. Cheers, bro. Woo! Woo! Oh, yeah. Oh, that was good. It's a freaking Red Bull coming at you hot. All right. So here's the deal, folks. We're back. And I'm freaking jacked to be here this time. Not that I wasn't last time, but I'm just extra jacked right now. Reed, are you pretty jacked? You know, I'm coming in here... You know, string bean size, but you know, <laughs> so, I'm ready to hang on, hang on, hang on. give some content out here today. <laughs> so, read string bean size. Yeah. We were we literally recorded a pod. Yep, number for you, two for you guys. Uh, and Reed was like, "Man, I'm gonna need some energy to keep pushing through." So I was like, "All right, I got you." And so we rolled out to the Walmart, to the Wally World. Freaking picked up some frozen pizzas and some Red Bull. We're high class here, dude. On this podcast, we're freaking high class on a budget out here because I have a three hundred thousand mile Land Cruiser to maintain. We have truck parts to buy. Yeah. So, all right, guys. So let's freaking just get down to it real quick. All right. So. This episode, we wanted to cover for you guys, uh, per our episode number two, uh, we wanted to cover for you guys uh, food. We wanted to break that sucker down for you guys. So on podcast number two, we talked about the essentials for overlanding and what you need to go overlanding. And that's all we talked about. We didn't talk about what you didn't need. We only care about what you need. So that's going to be food. We're going to talk about food, everything that goes into food. So we're going to talk about our freaking favorite meals. We're going to talk about how we do it, how we cook. You know, we're going to, we're going to just talk about it. We're going to talk about the, one of my personal favorite debates while cooking propane versus white gas. Oh yeah. We're getting into that. That's a good one. Cold weather cooking. How do you do it? Cause some people have trouble with it. Um, we're going to talk about cooler versus fridges and dry storage options. So, all this and more on this freaking pod today. Coming up. So, let's just jump in. All right, Reed. Yes, sir. Dude, uh, we talked about it briefly last time, what our favorite meal was. Yeah. Okay. But, so yours was the fish, the mahi-mahi with the rice and asparagus. That was fantastic. Yeah, dude. It's making my mouth water right I'm now. ready. I'm I- hungry. I'm hungry too, folks. We got pizza cooking right now as we speak, and oh, smells like it's burning. That means it's cooking. <laughs> smells like success. No, um. So my favorite camping meal that I've ever had. Read. Have you ever? We ever talked about this? Uh, I don't know if we have actually. So it's gonna be surprising. We're gonna get some freaking reactions out of this. So. My favorite camping meal I've ever had, the old school. We're going real old school, right? So we're going all the way back to Dutch oven, okay? Yes. Cast iron Dutch oven. Uh, my good friend Matt, he made a breakfast casserole in this Dutch oven, dude. And it was so awesome. He, like, fired up the fire, kicked some coals out to the side, put everything. Like, we put, like, a dozen eggs, a dozen biscuits, 
a pound of sausage, a pound of bacon, some chorizo. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, dude. We put it all in. And he literally just set this Dutch oven right there on the freaking coals and then took a shovel, shoveled some coals on top of the Dutch oven and just let her eat. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Best meal I've ever had. So uh, I think eventually I want to get into the Dutch oven game, but that would be cool. I've honestly never seen one in person. Uh, so I would love to see that on a uh, camping trip. Okay. Cody Allison, I know you're going to listen to this. Dude, freaking bring the Dutch oven, brother. Honestly, just bring yourself. We need him on a camping trip. Yeah. We need some Cody Allison action. He's hell of a dude, hell of a guy. So, all right. So. Moving on from that, so food. Um, this is like one of the most uh, talked about that I hear at camp, right? Where people do because it's the one thing that you got to do three times a day. Yeah. Besides poop, I mean, come on. Sometimes you got to poop three no, times it's, a day. No, it's cool being able to walk around the campsites once we uh, all get set up and kind of seeing what everyone else does, you know? some Like I was saying in the last podcast, some people keep it very simple. Uh, Brady, who I'm sure we'll have on eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he keeps it simple. He uses the, you know, uh, uh, frozen food or not frozen. Gosh, why do I always mess it up? Dry. Classic. Um, he just does, you know, the old jet boil and uh, throw it in the uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. the bag mail. We can't give out too much yet. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We got to slow down. We'll get there. Whoa. All right. Anyways. Anyways. So... All right, so cooking. How the heck do we do it, yo? Because, like, when I first got into this, I don't know about you, Reed, but when I first got into this, I was like, how are people cooking these freaking, like, steak and eggs? And, like, dude, they were just, like, freaking hammering down. I watched a dude on YouTube. He literally made salsa trailside. Yeah, no, I mean, it's sweet to kind of, like, see what other people, I mean, based on our trips that we've gone on and seeing what people do, and uh, even just hitting up like the old Facebook or Instagram and just kind of seeing what other people are doing and what they're uh, chefing up on the trail systems. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. It is pretty wicked. And now, um, <clears throat> so cooking. So what I do for cooking, I'm kind of bougie, folks. I'm not well. Okay. I'm like mid-level bougie. For you're, mid, you're mid-tier. So I don't have a scottle. I, I will never know what that is. See, it's fine. Don't even bother knowing what it is. It's yeah. overpriced and it's just... Uh, fill, fill me in just a little bit. Is that like an actual cooking like stove or what? It's the whole apparatus. Okay. It's basically like picture a wok. Okay. Flattened out a little bit. A lot of bit actually. Yeah. It's only like an inch tall. That's all it is. Yeah. That's it. And then it sits over a burner that comes with it. It's on its own stand. It doesn't sit on the table or anything. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Is it kind of got like a tripod stand almost? Oh, yeah. Tri yep. Big tripod guy. Yep. yep. I know what you're talking about, though. Yep. So, they're pretty cool, but uh, too expensive for my blood. But the reason why is because it's it's very versatile, but I like to cook a lot of multi-course meals when I'm out. So, like, let's revert back to the fish, okay? So, the fish had green beans, or green beans. It had asparagus. It was mahi-mahi, asparagus, and rice. I couldn't cook all that on the scottle at once. No. But in my stove, I could cook it all at one time. Yeah. Because we have the technology. We do. So, yeah. So, personally, 
excuse me, personally, I use uh, a Jetboil Genesis base camp station. Um, so that awesome. Yeah, it's sweet. It is pricey, right? I mean, it's. I think I paid like three hundred twenty-five bucks for it or so. Um, but to me, it's worth it. I mean, I've had it for two years already, and I've cooked a ton of meals on it. I mean, uh, last year, uh, my wife and I were probably out. I mean, sixty to seventy nights. I yep. mean, easily. And, I mean, we use it every night when we go. So, except once. I didn't use it one time, and we used your stove, which we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. So, um, it is a propane stove. Um, and, again, I think I paid about $329 for it. And it's been great. Now, for somebody who doesn't love cooking on the trail, like Reed, Reed, what do you use? Uh, So, when I first started out, um, I was kind of right in the boat with Brady. I really got into the jet boil. It was one of the first, uh, one of like the first uh, kind of cooking methods. It actually was the first uh, cooking method that I bought, uh, the jet boil. Um, You know, it's super short, simple to set up. You, um, man, doesn't it boil the water? And I mean, obviously varying a little bit on the temperature. It's like 45 seconds. It's yeah. crazy. It's, it's but it's insane. two cups two cups of water, which is enough to make a freeze-dried meal. Yeah. So, I mean, the freeze-dried meals, there's plenty out there. Um, I mean, you can go to any of your local kind of like outdoor stores and pick them up. Nope. Don't no. do that. No? Don't do that. Why? I've got one word for you. Amazon. Amazon, baby. <clears throat> the issue that I had with Amazon and I think that would might fit a lot of the newer um, overlanders is the fact that when I was on Amazon, it was kind of only in bulk, at least for the one that I was buying, looking to get, um, where I wanted to at least experiment with a bunch of them and kind of get the run of the mill of different brands, you know, different meals. Um, and just kind of experiment with it a little bit. And honestly, I've never was disappointed with that. No, I've literally never had a mountain house where I'm like, eh, that just doesn't taste good. I've had, I've had mountain house where I'm like, eh, I'm not really in the mood for this, but this is all I got. Yeah. But, and yeah. it's simple. Um, I would say the only thing they need to step up on, um, and I'm sure we'll have Brady on to talk about this as well, is their ice cream sandwiches tasted like cardboard i enjoyed the ice cream sandwich but i really? was also like a jar of moonshine deep so yeah it was so fine everything i could enjoy anything if i was a jar of moonshine deep facts facts yeah so but you never really got into still what you have so i have that you know and that's also um just for anybody that because i think it's also a big thing is you know i feel like it's a little bit of a stereotype that overlanders we like coffee and uh, so I got mine with the French press adat- attachment uh, to brew up some fresh coffee in the morning. Um, and then I don't even remember what trip it we, we were going on, but I just picked up, I had Cody pick me up just your basic run-of-the-mill uh, Coleman stove um, from Wally World. Shout out Wally World for overlanding gear. And I mean, really, I mean, what was it? I paid you 40 or 50 bucks for it? Yeah, I think it was like 47 bucks. Yeah. And I mean, that's cheap. It's it's nothing fancy. You know, I really do actually like um, your Jetboil uh, Genesis that you have. 
Uh, but you know, mine's nice. It's a dual burner, you know, I mean, it works. Um, yep, exactly. I would say the main thing, um, especially if you're going out a lot, um, that maybe Cody can give us a little bit more information on is the efficiency of them. Uh, oh, cause that's, yes. that's a big thing too. I mean, if you're going out for, you know, a week long trip or, you know, however long, um, you really got to factor in, you know, the amount of propane that you're bringing and, you know, how efficient that the, your stove that you're using is, um, because yep. you don't want to run out of propane. No, bad time, buddy. Yeah. Really bad time. So yeah. Um, well, we can kind of use this as a caveat into our next topic as well is the propane versus white gas. Yeah. But first we're going to touch on the propane situation. So, in my opinion, I'd have no scientific data to back this up other than I have used both stoves before. Um, I can cook generally about 15 to 20 meals. Like, I'm talking a meal. Like, yeah. I'm not just talking. Like, I'm still on the same bottle of propane when we went to the UP in July. Right. And just for anybody kind of purposes, we're recording this in November right now. So, I mean, yeah. that, and we've been on tons of trips since then. <laughs> we go out, I, I go out generally at least uh, two to three times a month is how, how many times I go out generally. So, just to put that in perspective. So, um, yeah, I feel like that my jet boil is, dare I say, double as efficient um, as like your basic Coleman's. I actually started off, my first propane stove was the... Um, Ozark Trail one, the Walmart version. Yeah. Um, and it was okay. It did really well. Uh, actually, I believe the uh, Jen, I gave it to Jen. She still has it. I think it's still being used today. Yeah. Um, it's a good stove, but I had problems with uh, the paint on the body of the stove. It started bubbling off once I used it a bunch. Yeah. Um, which I guess that's not really a big deal, but... Not a big deal. It's hey, cheap. as long as it's it cheap. still cooks the food, right. you know, who yep. cares? Yep, it's cheap. It just, that's the way it is. It's cheap, and I don't really expect that much of it. It's just, just got to accomplish the task. Right. But, um, like your Coleman stove that you have, it's like, I think, $20 more expensive. Yeah. And it is way better quality, I feel like. Now, yeah. neither one of those two stoves, those are Trail or the Coleman Propane doesn't have an auto igniter on it that's what i was just gonna ask you you know it it it's uh the auto igniter i feel like is definitely a big deal and the thing that's impressive with uh to me on the um on yours the jet boil is mine has like obviously you know you can call it you know your splatter guards things like that where you're not spitting oil or whatever you know whatever you're cooking um, but I also think that that's added just for a wind factor. Yep, um, it is. And it's it has been difficult a few times to start it, to get it going, and yours doesn't have anything. I mean, it literally just, it's almost, <laughs> nope. it's almost like if for anybody that, you know, hasn't seen them before, or if you want to look up some photos of it. it it's like a clamshell. Yeah, it reminds me of like a, um, you know, your run-of-the-mill kind of griddle or like um, your waffle maker where it just kind of folds open like that. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, it folds open completely flat, so it's folded in half, and then... Uh, there's two rubber straps that keep it together. And, and it's compact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so small. It's like, I mean, it's probably, I don't know, six to eight inches in diameter. And yeah. it's maybe like three inches tall. Yeah. I mean, mine, my Coleman stove isn't super, like, deep, I would say. Um, but, you know, I, I store it and I have a Rome case. I have the 95 liter. And it 
takes up about half of that room case. Now, I still have still room to put stuff on top of it, but, I mean, it's pretty long. Um, yep. I will say the one thing, and, you know, I learned this from Cody, that I enjoy with mine is that I can store stuff inside of it. So, like, I throw, like, a lighter inside mm -hmm. of it when I'm not using it, things like that. I gave you that lighter. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, it's just nice to be able to kind of open it up and have everything ready to go with it. And, uh, you know, just I usually set mine up on the tailgate of my truck. Cody does the same thing, you know, whenever we're using them. Um, where we just kind of use that as our you know, makeshift cook station. Oh yeah, it's a tailgates are uh, high quality tables. Oh yeah, and they're free. They I mean they're not free. They come with the truck, but yeah. they just come with the truck. You already it's got a, it. You know, forty thousand dollar cook table. Sick. But yeah, I mean, so that's kind of kind of the stoves that we use. Um, now I'm gonna drop some knowledge on some people here, and you're gonna be like, whoa. So podcast two, I stated I cook in a walk. Why do I cook and walk? I'm too cheap to buy a scottle, baby. And it does the same thing. Um, it's a bowl. It's a pan. It's whatever you need it to be whenever you need it to be. And it's just freaking old reliable. The only thing that I will say, disadvantage for the old wok, and I'm looking at it right now. The wok is sitting on top of my fridge. Oiled, ready to rip for the next trip. So, um... The disadvantage of the walk is it just takes up so much room. It is very big. It's huge. It's like a it's like a fourteen inch diameter walk, and it's like seven or eight inches tall. I mean, it's a big walk, but I mean, you can sort of put things in it when you're stored when you have it stored. Like I have a drawer system, and I can store it in my drawer system no problem. Uh, the issue that I do have with it though is that it does need to be oiled because it's just raw steel and it'll rust otherwise. Plus for nonstick and such, um, so you got to be very selective about what you put in the wok when you're storing. So, but other than that, I mean, I'm very happy with it. I think I paid like twelve bucks at Walmart for it. Yeah, and I took sandpaper on the whole inside of it, sanded it all down, and just oiled it. And now it's a freaking awesome. I love yeah. it. It's been such a good, such a good deal. Such a good purchase. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's cool that, I mean, it's a very, yes, it is big, but it is a very versatile. I mean, yeah, we've about used it. that for everything. Like we made, we freaking made spaghetti out of it before. Yep. We've made burgers out of it before. Fish. We yeah. did the fish in there. I mean, literally you can use it for everything and that's why I love it. Um, I'd say like another thing is a big choice is, you know, the pots and pans that you're using. Um, yep. I've been super impressed with the pan that I got up actually in the upper peninsula of Michigan. Um, shout out that store. I love that store. I can't remember it. Wow. Downwind sports. Downwind Sports in the Upper Peninsula. Shout out. I've already bought two products from them, including this Oh, pan. yeah. You got your sleeping bag from there, too. Yeah. Right? It's yep. like a tradition now. I feel like every time we go there, I have to buy something <laughs> from that Reed store. Reed spends a bunch of money every time we go there. It's. I mean, it's awesome, though. I mean, that's that's been a huge thing um, for me is, again, you know, the cleanup. It's a hassle if you have pans or pots that, you know, they stick to a lot of, you know, your food items and that. And that pan that I've bought, I mean, when we cooked the bacon in it, I mean, it just slid right out of it pretty much. Um, That's what she said. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's nice. It, it's, I think it's one of those things where it is nice to invest in a nice quality cookware. 
Um, yep. No matter what, no matter what you're cooking, right? Because uh, some people are like we said, they're very simple and basic, so yeah. they spend you know a hundred bucks on a jet boil. Yeah, and not even that. Though. I I think you can get them on sale. I'm pretty sure when I got mine, it was right around seventy or eighty bucks. See, that's a great deal. Fantastic, and you and literally your pan, could live off of that. Your pan was literally seventy or eighty bucks, wasn't it? Uh, it was close. I think it was I like sixty. Say it was like 60, 50 60, bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so for a ten inch pan. Yeah. So there's there's just you know you gotta spend the money where you think you need to spend the money basically, right? I mean, if you're not into cooking, get you a jet boil, or you don't even need a jet boil. You can just get like a freaking Amazon stove, a backpacking stove for like six bucks and some isobutane and let her rip. Yeah. So uh, that's going to kind of caveat us again. I know I already tried to caveat us once, but we're caveating now. We we're, get off topic. It it does do. It do be like that. Yes. Um. So tangent end, but we're going to talk about different options for fuel. Yeah. Um, initially, it was just going to be white gas versus propane. But now, since we brought the jet boil into this, man, we got to talk about some isobutane too. Yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> the three main, I'm going to say main, right? There are other options. Well, there's four. I'm going to say four. The four main options for uh, camp cooking, right? So, obviously, we have the OG, the cook over the fire. We have wood. Old, reliable. And as long as it's not pouring down rain. Yeah. See, I mean, that's a big disadvantage to that. Yep. So, there's that. And then you got the second, I feel like, which propane is, I mean, the next option that people most commonly use. You have... White gas, and then you have isobutane. Those are pretty much the four big ones. Um, so each one we'll kind of break down here and kind of talk about them. I don't know. Uh, Reed is still kind of new to the whole cooking game when it comes to being out on the trail. For this upcoming year, I, I honestly do want to get into it a little bit more. Dude, it's so fun. Um, just to, cha- just to push an, yourself, dude. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's an enjoyment of going out and, you know, learning new skills of it each time you go yeah. out. I get you. I get you. Yeah. So, uh, Reed, you can learn too while I teach. Yeah. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to sit back and uh, take some notes here and just listen to, you know, Cody. So, all right. So, we got wood. Um, like I kind of said, wood is great. Uh, you can't control the temperature. You can. It's hard to do it, though, right? Because you can't. You just lift the pot up or down based on, you know, your temperature. But it's just harder to regulate. Um and again, the weather, weather's a factor, whether it's raining or if it's really windy. Um, or another really big one, we don't really deal with it too much in the Midwest, uh, but I know like out West, they deal with it a ton where there's band burns. Or burn, band burns. Band burns. Band burns. Uh, burn bands. So then if you're relying to cook on the fire and there's a burn band, what are you going to do? So, and I don't want to get too far off of this topic. Oh gosh, are bit. we about to go down a wormhole? No, I'm not trying to. Um, but we're taking it, a hard left. People. Isn't isn't the like burn bands out there where you can't have like an in ground? But I've seen a lot where they've had that, but you're still allowed to have like a controlled fire in like, um, say kind of like what Fletch has brought out or yeah, a fire pit. Where, you have to bring. You have to bring an elevated fire pit. It okay. just can't be done the ground. That, 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 that's which, all I wanted to know. Which, again, right? So, look, let me just play the devil's advocate here. If you do that, why not just bring a stove? You got to bring gear anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I, I think I do have an appreciation for, like, a fire, um, though. But I would say it's mainly designated towards, you know, your run-of-the-mill, you know, your hot dogs, hamburgers, something like that. Yes. Um, Unless you're... 
Cody Allison or Matthew Poor. They are the freaking cast iron kings. Yeah. And they make, oh, dude. Oh, mm. I'll get them to come chef it up for a trip for us once. Yes, please. So, all right. Well, all right. We're going to take it. We're going to freaking take a right turn. We're going to bring it back in get here. Get it back on trail. Roping her back in, reeling her in. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the, the breakdown on the wood situation. Okay. So, uh, Next, we're going to talk about propane. Okay, that's the most common. Um, people use it. That you see a lot of your uh, large social media influencers. They have like the five pound propane tanks on their trucks uh, because they don't like to use the one pounders anymore for whatever reason. I don't know. I have a one. I have a five pound propane tank. Did you know that, Reed? I did not. I've never seen that in your truck. Literally, never been filled. It's sitting in my office. Never been filled. Yeah, it, they're just big. Well, big. Uh, the deal is I want to get it and I want to put it on the outside of my truck, but I just, that's like where it makes sense. Yeah. I was going to say it's one of those things where it's nice to have. I, I feel like that's best used if you have like a truck and you can mount it to like a bed rack system yes. or something like that, where it's kind of out of the way, but yep. in your truck, you know, air quotations, we'll say truck, SUV, whatever you want to call it. It's a truck. Um, you know, it, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, to find kind of a mounting location for it just because there's so much stuff going in and out of it. It's nice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I carry, I generally, so I'm pretty good at, uh, the whole monitoring of my propane usage. So I only carry like two propane tanks at a time period. So if one runs out, I'll get onto the next one and I'll just go buy one more. So that's the deal. But eventually I do want to get into the five pound propane tank, but to mount it to the outside of the car, the, the car, the vehicle, um, I need to be able to mount it somewhere. And, but I know I'm lazy. So I know once I mount it somewhere, I won't want to dismount it. And I just don't want to be that dude driving around with a freaking propane tank strapped to the back of his truck, you know, um, or it just sitting outside and just chilling. So, um, yeah, propane, propane's good. Uh, in the summertime, winter time, it's, eh, it's okay. As long as it doesn't get really cold in the winter time. Um, cause propane does freeze. That's something to think about. Propane does freeze once it gets pretty cold. Um, so that could be a consideration. Uh, do a little bit of research, find out at what temperature it freezes. Um, because the, the five pound tanks are better at that cause there's more volume. So it's takes longer to freeze. Um, but I will tell you this, I have been down to Nate. I was, at, it was the night that my propane froze. It was negative 10 one night. And I woke up the next morning trying to cook food, and I could not because the propane was frozen. So that was not a great time. So luckily I had backups, redundancies built into gear failure. That's a key. Um, so yeah, propane could be a great option for you. It could not be your option if you're a big winter camper. Um, I would look into white gas. I love it. Um, again, I keep referring to my good friend, uh, Mr. Cody Allison. Uh, he is a great, great resource for stuff. He was, uh, he's an ex-Marine. Um, hoarder. He, uh, yeah, yeah. Collector. Collector of old Coleman things. Collector hoarder. Collector hoarder, yeah. <laughs> um, so he uh, got me into the whole Coleman, the old school Coleman stuff, the white gas stuff. So uh, that entails like the lanterns, that entails the stoves. I mean, they Reed, did you know that Coleman made house lamps, white gas house lamps? I did not. I, they go back a long time. Oh, now. yeah. So the stove that I have is from 1969. 
and it yeah. rips. Yeah, still. I think mine's from '67. Yep. Uh, so after we went on that trip and we used it just for fun purposes, um, I found out that my parents have one. And oh, cool. I dug around in our garage and found it, and uh, it's kind of just a cool backstory because it was my uh, grandpa's, and he's owned it since back then. That's awesome. Um, we just need because we tried to use yep. it. You can still um, get parts for them. Yeah, yeah. No, we just gotta I mean, order we just some haven't parts. Haven't done it. It's like a three dollar part to get it Dude, fixed up. Maybe we need a whole pod. Maybe we need a whole pod just for the freaking Coleman rebuild stuff. That'd be <laughs> yeah, kind of cool. That maybe. would. We definitely need the uh, pro on that. Oh one. yeah, we can get Cody Allison on. <laughs> yeah, and we could talk Coleman stuff all yep. night. That'd, That'd be, be sick. awesome. Good call. Yeah, we're gonna freaking do that. So all right, moving forward. So we have the white gas option. It's great. Um. I generally just fill up my tank on my stove and then I have a small, well, I bought it in the UP. I yeah. have a small little bottle that I carry around with white gas and in it. And where'd you buy that bottle from? Downwind Sports. Absolutely. In the Upper Peninsula. In, Mar <laughs> in Marquette, Michigan. Marquette. Beautiful town. But yeah, so uh, we got that. And so I generally just fill that up. It's like the size of a water bottle. Basically. Yeah, it literally looks like a water bottle. You're yep. running the middle. Except yeah. it's red and it says do not consume. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't confuse that with your normal water bottle. Facts. So yeah, so we got that. And uh, I love the white gas. Um, it's so reliable. It just freaking works. Like, And it's one of those things that it's... It's... I don't know the nostalgia, just the nostalgia of it. It's like and throwback. It up. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's there's a, a little bit of a process. Oh, it's to it, such a process, but it's satisfying to see uh -huh. it run up. I mean, that, you're talking something that you, what yours is from '69. Yep. So you know, I'm no math major here, but what is that? Oh, sixty wow. something years, maybe. So '69. So, uh, fifty. Yeah, like fifty something years. We're really bad at math. We're just yeah. Good. No, that's we're good at over 50, 53 years. Yeah, fifty three years. I think. Sure, we're going fifty three years. Fifty three. If we're wrong, just quick math. Be nice, people. Two plus two is four. Two plus two equals fish. Exactly. No, but yeah. So I mean, it's like fifty years old, and it just rips every time. I know I can go get like I could go get this thing out. It hasn't been started. I couldn't tell you the last time I used it. I know it I was probably when we were in Hoosier we used it. Yep. Wait, 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 wait. So did we we use that to cook the fish? Yeah. Yeah. It, we didn't even use the old jet boil. We used that. The old school because yeah. I knew I wanted to get it out and run it. Yeah. Because we tried to start mine when we were down in yep. Daniel Boone. And it would not light. Nope. Unfortunately. Yep. So yeah, white gas is a really great option. Uh, in my opinion, too, it's cheaper than propane. Um, consumes less fuel than propane. It's really efficient. Um, and just in case too, which is really cool, these old Coleman's, the white gas stuff, you can run on gasoline too. I don't know if you knew that, Reed. I didn't know that, no. Yep. So a lot of people that go on like the really crazy overland trips, like really remote, they'll run the pro, the pro, wow, the Coleman stoves. And so they don't have to carry, what? <clears throat> excuse me. I think I just inhaled a bug. This isn't good. I need to take a drink of my Red Bull. Let me entertain the viewers. Oh, yeah. All right, he's back. Oh, that was refreshing. But, yeah, so a lot of the people that go to, like, the really remote stuff, they'll just bring a propane or propane. I keep saying propane. Man, get it together. I can't focus right now, folks. No, uh, so they bring a white gas stove, and they'll just use gasoline out of their jerrys so they don't have to carry multiple fuels. Yeah. 
So it's nice. It's good to be able to do that, but obviously it's much more dangerous than white gas because it's just... Yeah, it's a little, it sounds dangerous. Um, but we like to party, so it's fine. Yeah. I think um, another big thing um, is also bringing in, like, you know, your what you're going to eat on, you know? So... Honestly, again, going back to Wally World, we picked up those, you know, just, <clears throat> they're just your oh, very yeah. just basic kind of plastic plates, they're forks, like knives. They're like 99 cents a piece per each yeah. dish. And it's, I mean, it's awesome. You just toss them in at the end of the day. If it breaks or, you know, what have you, I, you can run it for a year. And at the end of the year, just yep. toss it all out. That's and what we do. Stuff. So I, mean, I have, I carry four sets of silverware with me at all times. And the four sets are different colors. Well, there's a black set and a blue set. That's Alexa and I's. And then there's two white sets. Those are the loner sets. Yep, because there's always somebody that forgets. Always somebody. So, yeah, I carry four sets of silverware just to be safe to make sure everybody's good to go there. Um, yeah, plates, bowls. I just get them at Walmart. They're real cheap. And You can get, like, those uh, collapsible cups, too. That's a great thing. Oh, if yeah. If you want to bring in cups or... And, you know, then it's one of those things, too, where you got to be careful of, you know, at the end of your, you know, what for what have you cooking session, um, make sure that you're cleaning it up, especially depending on where uh, you are camping at. You know, you don't want to attract the uh, animal life. The bears. Yeah. Yeah. We don't so much care about the trash pandas. We're worried about the bears. Yeah. We don't care about trash pandas. No, no. So, yeah, I mean, and then there's isobutane as well. Uh Isobutane is kind of one of those where, like, the jet boils run on that. It's not the greatest in cold weather. Um, it'll work always, but it's just not the greatest unless you're at, like, a crazy high elevation and it's really cold. So there's certain situations where it's not not going to work for you. Um, I am not super educated on that. I live in the Midwest, like I said, and the highest elevation that I see here is, like, a 1,000 feet above sea level. Yeah, so. no, nothing crazy. Yeah, so it's not too bad. I enjoy it. It works well for me when I need it. But, all right, Reed, we're going to – I'm making an executive decision right here. Okay. So we were going to talk about the fridge versus cooler debate. Yeah. I think we're going to record a whole pod on it, dude. I think we definitely could. So we're going to freaking just do that. But, all right. So those are those are pretty much the things. So we talked about uh, our favorite camping meal, how we cook, what we cook on. Uh, we went over the different kinds of fuels today. I mean, your your propane, your isobutane, the wood, white gas. Uh, what's good for cold weather stuff? Um, so yeah, guys, if you enjoyed this thing, freaking just subscribe and support us. We're just we're just two dudes out here that we love overlanding. Two dudes from the Midwest trying to provide all the information we can. But uh, keep up the support, guys. Make sure to share these podcasts with everyone. Uh, like it. Whatever you got to do. Uh, we're going to keep banging these out for you guys. And uh, if you have ideas for these podcasts, too, or things that you'd like us to talk about, you know, let us know. Send us an email. Wannabeoverland at gmail.com if you have any uh, topic suggestions for us. So, all right, guys. This is Cody. And I got Reed sitting next to me. I'm still sitting over here. He's still sitting. But we're going to freaking sign off of this thing. And uh, we're going to be bringing uh, the cooler versus fridge debate up next. The pizza is burning. We got to go. Yeah, we got to save our pizza. Peace out, y'all. See ya.